What's good, podcasters? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Pod Central. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and today we have a special roundtable episode. We'll be talking about our unpopular podcast opinions. My special guest today is George Brooks, and we also have Lily May. Again, these are roundtable episodes. I'm bringing on two, three, sometimes four other podcasters to share their opinions on different things throughout the industry. George, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your show. All right. My name is George Brooks. I'm from Dallas, Texas. I'm the CEO and founder of a nonprofit called Meta Association. My, my show is called The Meta Mindset. It airs every Monday at 4 p.m. Central on Next Level Internet Radio. What we try to do is focus on mental health, Black mental health, as well as have guests on who are entrepreneurs, have something to promote. And we try to tie in the mental health aspect to whatever they bring on to promote. It's a way of helping small businesses, new businesses, but as well as keeping the focus on mental health to help our people. I like that. I like how concise that is. That's a really specific market too, man. That's dope. Lily, welcome to the show. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Absolutely. So of course I'm Lily May and I am a project manager, media correspondent and public educator. So all of those things fused together formulate the audiovisual platform called It's Consulting Time. And It's Consulting Time is a place where individuals come from all disciplines. But the idea is that they are a subject matter expert for their entity and they drop common information and common jewels for people in all other disciplines with the understanding that they are the SHMI subject matter expert for their particular entity. I like that. So I like that both of you are in like really serious professional fields. I think that's, I think that we need more of those kind of fields to use podcasting as a medium to kind of show people how valuable it is and how useful it can be. Whether you have, like George said, with his nonprofit, and you in terms of the educator space with experts, I think that's what we need more of in podcasting where people know it's not just about relationship podcasts or entertainment shows. It's so much more that you can do with a podcast. So I want to kick this off for you, Lily May. Tell us your unpopular opinion in terms of podcasting, like something that most people aren't going to agree with. Now you can go as far as you want to, right? I'm going to tell everybody now you're listening. We're not here to offend you. Nobody purposely wants to offend you. But if you get offended, I apologize. But we want to be honest. We want to be transparent and we want to be direct with what it is. So Lily, the floor is yours. So thank you for the disclaimer, because that is always my disclaimer for my audience. It is never my intent to offend. However, if your spirit is convicted by what I have to say, you might better live in it and fix it. <laughs> but my unpopular which is seemingly a popular opinion about podcasts is that a lot of podcasters use their platforms in order to access some other arena that they cannot otherwise enter into. Mm. For example, I live in the Atlanta metropolitan area. And when I came to Atlanta, I already had business and a platform, right? However, when I entered into this market, I was told, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. And I was just like, why? I'm me. It's consulting time with Lily Mae, not with whoever my alter ego is. I don't need that. So I, my unpopular but seemingly popular opinion, and I'm pretty sure amongst you guys, because you have a serious platform, is that a lot of time podcasts and, and platforms and blogs 
Those things are utilized for individuals to access communities that they can't just walk into and say, hey, my name is and this is where I belong. So for mm. me, to say, oh, my name is Lily May, and this is what I do by evening, but I'm a legal analyst by day. And so I belong in here, and you're going to give me a space to work. So I do believe that podcasting has turned into a way to create an identity that wasn't formulated as a child. Oh, that's a good point. Create an identity. Because I, I was going to give you some pushback on that, because I can say, I've launched shows specifically to get into certain spaces, to build certain relationships, but I didn't go as far as changing who I am at my core. I just did it because I know if I have a show and I want to talk to this list of people, it's easy. I just say, hey, can you come on the podcast? And that's easy. It's a layup, right? But I didn't go into it saying, oh, I'm going to move different. I'm going to talk different. I'm going to dress different. If you don't like me wearing a gold chain, a lot of times I have a hat on. Like if I can't do that, then it just ain't the space for me and I'm okay with that. So actually, I think you got a point. I think some people are using it from a almost like social climbing. That's what it feels like. I get it. I get what you're saying. I get it. Go ahead, George. In this area, it seems like a lot of people nowadays are doing podcasts to clout chase. Yeah, there it is. There it yeah, is. It's, it's as though podcasts nowadays are like opinions. Everybody's got one. And what can be frustrating is that everybody's podcast is not worthy of me being a guest. Don't care how that sounds. It's just the truth. They're not professional with it. They're not consistent with it. They don't have a focus. I see postings all the time that say, I'm just looking to talk about anything. You have to have a focus. You have to have a niche. You have to have something. Otherwise, why are you doing the podcast? You're just doing it just to say you got one. And that's something we need to get away from because the market is oversaturated right now. And it used to be where if you said you had a podcast, that would stand out. But now it's my grandmama's got one. So it has <laughs> to be something that, that's going to be special. You have to make your podcast stand out. You have to have a clear vision of what you're trying to do and stay consistent and dedicated to it and treat it like it's a job. Be professional. Don't be on the podcast eating Fritos and smoking a blunt. I've oh my God. We have to, if we want to be taken seriously, we have to take ourselves seriously. And that's one thing that's unpopular in terms of my belief on podcasts. I'm with you on a lot of that because as somebody, I've been working with podcasters individually in groups. I speak at the events. I've been in the space working in the space. I have like over maybe a hundred hours of podcast content, right? That's just educational stuff. And I've been working with people since 2015. I can't tell you how many people I've listened to their show and they're just chewing into the microphone or they're like driving and trying to talk on the show at the same time. And then they'll ask me, why can't I monetize my show? And it's, you got a lot of issues in terms of professionalism. So I agree with you on the professionalism is lacking. I agree on that. And that kind of leads to my unpopular opinion, which is that it's just backwards because I think podcasters don't realize their value. If you think about the way that all other creators and all other spaces operate, they realize their value. I watch YouTubers all the time. I'm a big fan of YouTube. They are never embarrassed or afraid to ask for somebody to donate to their channel, to send a super chat for a cash app. Never. I've talked to so many podcasters who was like, I got to get to a certain amount of downloads before I get a sponsor. Says who? Well, like, why do you need to do that? You don't need to do any of that. If you're good at what you do and you're building that audience, there are a lot of people that are work with you 
that will the brands will support you, right? Your audience will support you. So I just think the mindset of podcasters when it comes to getting paid, it's an issue, but I see it in the wrong people. So like the unprofessional, the unprofessional podcaster you're talking about, George, that's the one who thinks they should get paid. But the, some of the professional people that make amazing content don't believe they deserve to get paid. So it's so weird. It's backwards. Yeah. And you I go ahead, Lily. I see you. You have to ask for okay. what's on the closed mouth. I'm with George. And, and, I'm with George. Yeah. It's just like me personally, for my podcast, I charge an appearance fee. Why? Because I recognize the value of what I do. And I have to cover. Yes. I have to cover travel, things like that. And. I just stick to my bottom line. I have had people just even yesterday said, I don't pay for podcasts when you can't be on my show. That's mm. just the value of it. I could sit up here and be like, well, I need a guest so bad. If I don't have a guest, I just rock it myself. But you have to understand your value. And there's nothing wrong with charging for what you do. Because I try to make my podcast sound more like radio than a podcast. Yeah, more so professional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm still learning. I'm still getting there. I compare what I do to what a lot of other people do who've been doing it a lot longer. And I blow them out the water because I put the effort in. A lot of people might, I've seen mm. people record podcasts laying down. It's oh not God. a matter of the equipment. It's not a matter of what systems you use. It's a matter of putting in the effort and the work to make sure that your podcast or your radio show is as polished as you can get because no one wants to listen to a mess. Oh, and man. a lot of people out here, they just putting out mess. Every week, just miss. So let me address that, George. So I want to address the pay to play. So let me say this, because I'm going to be honest with you. I am against it. And this is why. Number Mm. one, it is unethical. There are three types of media, paid media, earned media, and owned media. What we do is owned media. Paid media are your sponsored ads and things of that nature. Now, what it looks like is radio stations don't charge for interviews. They charge for advertisements. So it goes back to what I think Chris was saying about, if anything, get your colleague, get your friends to sponsor episode. This episode is in honor of John's mom who passed away three weeks ago. And if you do a video podcast, maybe flash some pictures of her or get a one minute and 30 seconds because it speaks to this in the professionalism of journalists, right? Because realistically, we are unconventional journalists. And in every code of ethics that I have studied and been privy to for journalists, it is unethical to accept fees from sources. Now, we know the tabloids pay freelance photographers and videographers, but that's a little bit, that's a little bit different. Then you start to get into the legality of it. But honestly, for us, our payments should be coming from those sponsors and those advertisements. And I always say, I'm not knocking anybody's hustle. What I will say also, now, a rebooking fee when people don't show up, that's a different I'm with you on that. I'm with now, you on that. I rock on that. But as a, I try and I don't cross every T and I don't dot every I and I am not perfect, but I try to make sure that I operate as ethical as possible because y'all got to keep it real. We got a whole lot of scam and con artists out here. 
And I don't think that's us because we wouldn't be sitting here with our faces to the people talking about what we do and what's unpopular. George, I charge you. And if we need to get together offline, I will put you a sponsorship deck together, baby, and have them people <laughs> knocking you down to give you some money. Because I want us as a black race of people, I can't speak to nobody else, but I want us to get to a point where we're not disenfranchising one another to chase the bag because that's what we all out here doing. But we get mad when the powers that be do it, but we yeah. do the same. So I got a question for both of y'all. I got a question for you because I agree with both sides. It is so funny. Last year I saw some dude, uh, him 500, who's like an entrepreneur or whatever he paid. I think it was like $20,000 to be on million dollars worth of game. I think he might've paid a couple of times. He paid like a total of $50,000 to be on this show. And as a podcaster, I can't say that if somebody came to me with 50 bands and was like, look, I want to be on your show. I'll be like, nah, where I, but I, Lily, I hear you. What I like to do is I don't charge for an appearance. I charge for a promotion because I've had a lot of business shows and so many authors, coaches, product owners, they come to me and like, oh, I want to talk about this in your show. And I want to sell this on your show. And I want to do it through an interview. I'm like, okay, great. So what we'll do is you can come on the show as a guest and you'll get in line behind everybody else. But if you want to skip the line, if you want the extra content, if you want me to promote you to my audience, if you want me to send you content, that's what you're paying for. You're not paying to be on the show. You're paying for all the promotional stuff that comes with being on the show. And that's right I, now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes, okay, George, that it's, makes it's sense. Not, I charge like 25 to 50 bucks and that, and I make sure I tell the people that includes your. Oh, community. that ain't. That, that includes, okay, see, I, yeah. I, they, to, they, to put context, okay, I want to put some context into that because I thought you were charging. Because me, I'm charging like five hundred, so I'm taxing for that promotion because I give a whole promotional kit. It's not like oh, you're a guest on my show. I'm sending you a kit. So when you come on my show, it's and I think this should be another income stream for most podcasts. Like most shows have a ton of guests. So why are we not putting together these offers and telling people like, if you're going to be on my show, this is the fee and this is what you get. I love what you're doing with that, George. Yeah. I just charge 25 to 50 bucks just to come on. It includes you being a featured guest, includes your promotion, includes me posting your content on my social media. So you're getting value for it. So it's not like I'm sitting here charging an exorbitant amount, but you'd be surprised how many people want to pass on that. And I'm thinking... If I got something to promote, if I got to spend 50 bucks to get on a podcast to promote it, then it's worth it. Some people are just cheap. At that, and that right there is one of my unpopular opinions about podcast hosts in general, because I've been selling products and I've been an affiliate for podcast products, whether it's equipment or software, whatever it is, a lot of podcasters are just cheap. Like if it's not free, they don't want to invest a dime. Like I've told people, like, just if you want to have a good show, one thing you got to invest in is a good microphone. I'm sorry, but the $50 microphone just won't cut it. It's okay, but if you can't put in $200 to get the good microphone, you can't expect to have a great show. I just had you that have to be willing to spend. I literally just had that conversation with a young lady. So there's this thing where <clears throat> there are people, you know, on Instagram, and they have these groups. And you can pay $20, $30, $40 a month and you join these groups and you get all of these exclusive event invitations. And I said, hold up. These are the same people joining these groups that are still using the free Zoom that you only have 40 minutes, but you are an entrepreneur though. 
you a blogger though, you're a blogger, but you won't pay and invest in the tools that it takes to host an amazing platform. You would rather pay that for event invitations that if you sign up for a distribution, it's nine times out of 10, you will get it. Where does that make sense? I don't understand. So I'm with you 100%. You have to invest in whatever you're doing. And I agree with you. With your respect, though, Chris, I think that's different because there is a difference between charging someone to talk to them because, hell, influencers try to charge all the time. I told a young lady the other day, I said, ma'am, I don't mean any harm. I don't pay to talk to anybody. You pay to talk (laughs) to me because I will build your insurance if you talk to me too long. So I'm not the one you want to fool that with. You might need to talk to me. You understand? So I think that in the grand scheme of things, if you are in fact providing advertisement, and I think that we have to be real clear, there is a difference between exposure, promotion, and advertisement. Exposure is bullshit. And I had to say it. And that's the only (laughs) course word I'm going to say. Stop telling these people you're giving them exposure. You're not exposing them to anything and anybody. Now, I'm just going to be real. Because what's the average attention span? 10 to 12 seconds. You're not providing exposure. I agree. The exposure thing, I think that died off a long time ago with organic reach on social platforms. That's just gone. But that brings me to another question, because this is something I've had debates about. I know you said you wouldn't pay for, you wouldn't pay to talk to anybody. I can say that there are certain people, if I had to pay a fee to talk to them, I would. I call it my golden 10. Like for my show, it's certain people I would pay to talk to. I'm not going to front you. Like, Joe Button, just because I'm a podcaster, he's one of the best podcasters we got, definitely. I would also say Kevin Hart, Marlon Wayans. I have a list of people like Issa Rae. I would definitely pay for those people to be on my show. My question to both of you is, would you pay anybody to be on your show? Yes. Yes, if I had the funds and they were available, there are certain people I would definitely pay to have on. But there would have to be enough value involved to make it worth it. Yeah. I'm not going to pay for just anyone. As far as what I take in terms of what I charge, that's for advertising. But yeah, there are certain people, like Warren Buffett. I would pay Warren Buffett. Not that he would need my money, but (laughs) (laughs) there are certain people, certain dignitaries, certain people that I think could speak uniquely to my audience, that it would be worth it. But that doesn't go for everybody. My answer is going to be no. And I say no because I know that a lot of the people that we're speaking of, more than likely, if you have the right media kit for your platform, they're going to give you that free PSA, just like they would give the radios. And I think that we have to, once again, monetize our movement and not the platform because George you have a niche right oh why isn't George Brooks doing the George Brook mental health symposium I got one coming up and having your sponsors pay for those people to come to that symposium then guess what you get that interview for free baby 
Right. I'm actually doing, I actually got all that in the work. I actually did one last year in my hometown of Memphis. I'm holding the second one this year. So really my, with my show being so new, I'm working on monetizing it. And then maybe I can drop the appearance. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I just had, it's just a matter of just finding the sponsors, getting them on board with what you're doing and networking and all those sort of things. So I'm still very much in the infancy of it. But I've been on like probably over a hundred podcasts in the past couple of years. So I'm pretty okay, experienced yeah. in doing them. They pretty much come naturally, but I'm just trying to transpose that over to what I'm doing now. And I think it's good for hosts to be on other podcasts. I think that's something yeah. that, that a lot of podcast hosts lack. They're not cross pollinating their efforts. And if you're a guest for a while, it makes you in tune to being a good interviewer, to knowing the pace of a podcast. So I would tell, you know, anyone that's hosting a podcast or, or looking to start one, since everybody's got one anyway, try to go on some podcasts, be a guest, look at it from the other side of the glass. And I swear that'll make you better when you do your thing. Yeah, I agree, because that's one of the compliments I've gotten from the just amazing business owners I've been able to talk to over the years is my interview skills. That's like the best compliment I could receive in the world because I pride myself on being a good interviewer and having a good conversation and being a good host or moderator, whatever it is. And that's why I wanted to do these roundtable episodes like this because I just think this is how we can grow the industry. I think the biggest thing we need now is more conversations about the real monetization, about how people are actually growing. Because I've been in a lot of spaces for a long time now and I see the loudest people are the loudest, but they're not the most correct. Like most of them, they'll tell you a lot of stuff that makes you feel good. And it might sound nice, but I want you to go to their spaces, go to their communities and see how many people in that space has gotten a result. How many people have grown their shows? Who is getting paid and making money now? It's very few. So part of my personal goal is to just change the way podcasters look at the money side. That's the most important thing to me because it's crazy when I'm on YouTube, I'll see somebody with 347 subscribers that's donate to my cash app and all of that and send me money on PayPal. And I love it. I think that if you're putting out content you think is great and you want people to support, that's great. But podcasters almost seem like they're ashamed to do that. Like, I don't want to beg. It's like I'm begging for money. Like, no, you're asking people to support the great work that you do. So, yeah, uh, well, I think part of it is that podcasting and doing a podcast is so accessible that you can literally do it from your phone while driving or jogging that a lot of people don't view it as work. And that's where a lot of mistake comes in. So when you're doing something that you do as a hobby, it's hard for you to get into the mindset of trying to monetize it. It's like a diff it's a difference between Kobe Bryant and a guy that plays pickup games on the weekend. And that's a lot of what we're dealing with. But there's a lot of confusion in the market. I feel like a lot of podcasters don't build a brand like they should. That's the key part to your podcast is building a brand. And we just got a lot of hobbyists. And I'm not trying to talk down to anybody, but I'm just going off of what I see. Because when I get asked to be on podcasts, I have to look at, okay, not necessarily their numbers, but what is their platform? Not even the numbers, like the platform, the brand. I care more about how you present yourself online. What other guests have you had on your show? How often are you posting this show? All of that stuff matters to me because if I'm a guest on your show, I won't say I co-sign everything you say, but I'm now part of your brand. If I have somebody on this show and they say something crazy, I'm deleting your episode. <laughs> You're done. Like I, That's my 
duty as the owner of the show, as the owner of the platform. So I agree, man. It's just, I think there, those are the changes that need to happen in terms of the branding and just taking different parts serious. And the another unpopular opinion, I know this is a big one. Most of the leaders of the space aren't really leading the space. They just trying to grease their pockets. That's just what it is. They're not leading the space. They just want to make as much money off of you as they can. And that's it. Like whether it's through software or consulting, some events, they want to make money off of you. They don't care if you get more listeners. They don't care if you get your message out there. They don't care if you make money. If they make money off of you, they're happy. And I just, I'm tired of seeing that, to be honest. Because they're really making short money because when you invest and want to make sure that people are successful in what you're saying, you're playing the long game. When you play the long exactly. game, you get long money. You play the short game and try to just get what you can off the rip, you get short money. That's how it works. You just hit the nail on the head. Thank you. I have constantly said this, and it goes back to George when you said that, and now that we're having the conversation, it's making more sense. This is what I say to people that's quick to say, oh, it costs this. I pitch my client. And then somebody like, oh, it costs $30. I said, so how much you charge them? Nothing. Because you scared to ask the publicist to pay you because you know they're not going to pay you. But when you say that, this is why I said, everybody out here money grab. They're doing stuff for a money grab. But when you put an actual plan of action together, when you put that sponsorship debt together, that's how you get sustainable money. So now... A sustainable amount of money that's going to pay for the platform is going to pay for me to make these flyers because it's going to pay for me to pay somebody else to do it. And now I'm not doing this little short game money grabbing stuff. So, George, you hit the nail on the head when you said that everybody is looking for something right now. They're not thinking about sustainability. And then part of it, too, is investing in people because most podcasts I go on, I still talk to the host. This podcast I was on a year ago, we still, and they're like, you want to come yep. back on? Let's do a part yep. two. You had to sustain those relationships because a one and done is nothing. If you do a podcast, it airs, nothing happens. You don't, you're not in contact with them. You don't get any follow-up. No, I email people back. You know, what kind of did we get? What, what was the response? People just think so myopically and so short-term. It's killing your pockets. Yep. Even if something like- I want to. I, I like what you just said there too. I want to give people some game on this because what you just said is really key. Since I've started podcasting, I have this thing called the Podcast Alumni Program. So if you've been on my show as a guest, I have a, you know your name, your email, I have information. Okay. Now that I'm launching my own podcast software, I have hundreds and hundreds of people that I know personally that I could just go reach out to. Hey, look, you got to check out my new software. <laughs> I, hey, I, well, I, can I come on your show again to talk about this? And I'm even telling people, look, I'll pay a fee to come on your show. Like I'm trying to pay to be on people's shows. Look, if you've got some podcasters or creators listening, let me come on the show and talk about it. 20, like you said, that 25, 30, 50, I'm paying that, whatever it is, because I want to get out there. And I think that's how we invest in other podcasters. I could take my budget of five grand to promote for this month and put it in the Facebook ads, but I'd rather go and connect with the actual podcasters who I want to be my users and invest in their shows. Right. Because when I build that connection with people, it just, man, it's so much better long term. Oh my God. That right there has literally changed my life. Literally. You're investing in a service, I think. And I think that's the difference. I think that 
we're we are doing something different. We're doing something different because I believe in the theory, right? I believe in theories. I believe in evidence-based practices. I believe in scholarly research. So if you have, okay, for you instance, Chris, you're creating a software for podcasters, right? So you're no longer a podcaster. You are now a consultant. You are now a developer. And so I'm investing in the knowledge. I'm investing in the service. I'm not investing in your podcast. You follow where (laughs) I'm going with this? You follow where I'm going with this? So I think that if you have a service, you're doggone right. Now we talking business because now you're no longer a podcaster. You are now a consultant and you are going to sell me this software and you have to train me on this. So now I'm investing in this thing. And with that software is going to come what? Some kind of live chat or some kind of support. Follow me. So I think that where we have to move into is providing this service that we are now benefiting from versus all these little Houdinis coming up with these podcasts and think I'm about to pay you $50 for my client to come on your podcast. What oh. are, What's the return on investment, sir? Other than <laughs> likes and followers. Because that's all I see. People say, oh, you're getting exposure. What are you exposing me to? Because you can get exposed to the flu. <laughs> exactly. That's my unpopular opinion. <laughs> got to be value in it. It's got to be some kind of value. Got to be some reciprocity in this podcast game. Folks need to... One thing I'm noticing is that they just have just... They might have one guest from this industry... Then the next week, a guest from something totally different. And third week, some they might have a clown, a mechanic, and a doctor <laughs> as guests. And I'm thinking, you have to have a common thread. You can yeah. do that, but mine is mental health. That's my common thread. That's why I can have anybody on there, because I'm going to bring that up. And Pete, that's where Brandon comes in and knowing your focus. A lot of people just say, I'm about to start a podcast, and they just start doing it, and they up there just talking. Talking about their mama, how their mama got on their nerves, the kids bad. Oh. No, treat it like a business because it can be a revenue stream for you. At this that, and that's what I teach is right now. I ha- I only host two shows at this point. I used to host a ton. I've had networks. I've worked with so many different types of podcasts. I've launched like fifty shows. People come to me about the monetization stuff, and I try to explain to them there are five major income streams, but I have eight at one time. Other night I was playing with my kids and I got a random notification of an affiliate payment from a company I promoted on my show like three years ago. I ain't even talked about that brand in years and they still paying me. So there's so many ways for us to get paid, man. I just, and I, you know, what's crazy is I've been kicked out of a lot of groups on Facebook because I talk about podcasters making money and I'm like, damn, I'm in here trying to make your group pop off and you kick me out. It's not, I'm not even trying to sell nothing. When I launch one podcast now, I am good. I launch a show a month for corporate clients. I'm straight. I'm not doing this for money. If I want to make money, it's a bunch of other stuff I could do. I'm doing this because I know I'm one of the people that have the experience and the knowledge. So I want to give that away. And a lot of the group owners get intimidated by that. And I'm telling you, bro, I've been kicked out, muted, blocked and all that. I'm like, damn, bro, I'm just trying to, I'm sharing information. taking away from there. Yeah, manipulate. They might have their pocket. That's how they view it. 
you're taking away from their manipulation. And if you can, and that's the other thing, because y'all know I get kicked out of everything because I be telling these people to stop paying for press. Stop paying <laughs> to get on shade room and all this stuff. You don't have to do that. Like for real. I would send my client to you, Chris. I would send my client to you, George, because I know y'all not trying to manipulate them and provide them with false promises. But that's where your distribution list goes in. You have to, and I'm having to still learn this. We have to stay in the space of people that are like-minded. You know what I'm saying? Now, and I need to just say it, like minds don't look like you. Always. Not always. Not always. George, my platform is a lot like you were talking about. I may have a clown on one week. I may have a dog on another week. But the reality is that... What I found is everybody, there's a common theme. And that common theme is I am independently working and we are all dealing with the same foolishness. This is what I'm doing to get out of it. Because I like a lot of independent creatives, right? I love to talk to individuals who are independent creatives, but independent creatives who are not bamboozled by the foolery of social media. Exactly. That's that's one of the major things with my platform, guys. I cannot, I cannot have you on there. Yeah, GDMF, yeah, GDMF this and GDMF that. And then my B's over there and them <laughs> MFs. Nah, I can't. Because at any given time, I may be on there ministering to other followers in a different capacity. You know what I'm saying? Because I am multifaceted. So because my social media is very diverse, I can't be on here entertaining you. Like you said, you turning up and you smoking your weed and carrying on. And I'm not knocking that, but I have to be mindful that at any given time, I may have to minister to somebody on my interview. Mm. Somebody may have be triggered by one of my interviews and I got to be able to quickly turn that thing around. Yeah, I'm with y'all. I'm with y'all. See, and the thing like that, I chose to keep my program profanity free and here's why. I curse a sailor in my personal life, but I'm not about to do that on air because here's the thing. I don't ever know where that show is going to be distributed to. And mm. I don't ever know, somebody might be listening to it in the car with their kids. Or I don't want to take the chance of offending anyone, but yet I still keep the content poignant. I'm trying to get on some national stations. They don't want to hear, they don't want to hear that. That doesn't market well. That doesn't in in endear sponsors to you. So you have to find a balance between keeping it real, whatever that means nowadays, and keeping it to where your you can appeal to the widest audience. Because at the end of the day, you're doing a podcast so people are listening to it. And if you're doing something that's going to turn people off in terms of your content, then that's going to be a hindrance to you. And I don't mean in terms of the subject matter is one thing, but you can't have, like you said, you can't have people on there cussing, smoking a blunt, whipping their babies, kicking the dog and all that. Because <laughs> it just does not, it is not professional and it just gives people the wrong impression of who you are and what it is you may be trying to do. Yeah, man, this was such a great conversation. This is why I started these roundtables. I just like sitting to talk with people that are podcasters, that love podcasting like I do. And I think that as I can do more of these, it's going to really start to change the community. I think with content and conversations like this, 
somebody's going to post this on Facebook. I'm going to post some of the clips and they'll see it. And somebody's going to have a disagreement with our unpopular opinions. But the key there is we've started the conversation, right? When it goes on Twitter, somebody's going to see that and say, I don't agree with that. And they got a response. Now the conversation has started. That's definitely what I want here. That's the goal. So I want to thank you both for being here, man. This was amazing. It was a great experience for me. Before we go, Lily, let the people know where they can find you and your content. Absolutely. So guys, every I'm Lily made the collective everywhere. I love me. Mama and daddy named me after my paternal grandmother. So I am Lily May. www.lilymaycollective.com. That's L-I-E-M-A-E-C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E.com. And that will take you everywhere you need to go. All right. And you can find me through my nonprofit's website, Meta, M-E-T-A, association.org. You can reach me via phone at 901-631-4300. And I'm also the host of the Meta Mindset, airing Mondays at 4 p.m. Central on Next Level Internet Radio. All right. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I'm your host, Coach Chris. If you got any questions about growing your show, if you want to get launched, and if you have those money questions, hit me up on Twitter at Chris Podcasting. Also, visit our website, podcentral.online. Set up your account now. Start managing your podcast. Work with your team. Get all the AI-generated stuff. Everything you need to do to manage your podcast is in one place on Pod Central. Thank you for tuning in.